hey guys. So, I was responsible for going picking these guys up. So, it was interesting because it goes kind of with my, what I'm preaching tonight. And so, uh, <clears throat> so, how many people have road rage? Raise your hand. Be honest. Oh, there's a lot of us. Thank you, Jesus. But, uh, so, this is my first time experiencing, oh, I would say more of than a road, normal road rage. So I went to Houston, go pick these guys up. I've never been to Houston Airport. And uh, this, is, this, this is my reaction to it. But so I went, I went to go pick them up. So there were delays. So I was like, oh, okay. And so I'm driving this van, 16-passenger van, with the trailer. So it makes it even difficult just in general just to park anywhere. So I learned... There's only one, one little area so to pick up people, especially international flight. And Oh, yeah, y'all know, huh? And so I learned this, and I have a trailer, and I can't park anywhere. And the people who are operating the area are like, you need to keep moving. You can't wait. I'm like, what? I, I got to wait here probably another hour because they're, they're delayed. And so I'm like, Jesus, I'm going to go in circles. I'm going to be like praying and like for, for Jericho Wall to come down, praying for Houston Airport to get it together. Oh, man, that was, that was my, it was rough. I'm not going to lie. And the sad thing was like I was getting prepared. I was preparing for the sermon. I was like, and I'm talking about prayer. And like the Lord is like, Nestor, do you just need to pray about this? I was like, oh, Jesus, yes, I do. And so, yeah, that was rough. And so I'm talking about prayer. And we're, we're talking about Devo life. And, um, and so for me, I, I've been kind of diving deeper into my, my Devo life, and, and my, especially my prayer life. And my, my prayer life is one of those areas where I kind of looked at it and I was like, I, need, I, need, I feel like I need to go deeper, go further than what I normally do. And so after, especially after Ecuador, uh, we were talk, I was talking to the missionary, Ashley. He was like, man, you need to probably journal... Uh, journal some, some things down, and I was like, okay, I probably need to do that, and especially when I got back, I started talking to Heath, too, uh, old Kai Alpha pastor here, and uh, he was just like, man, you just need to be praying about, pray some stuff, and just write things down, and, and I was like, man, I think I need to start doing this uh, even more, so I started uh, journaling my prayer, my, my time reading in the Word, and especially the books I read, and so... <clears throat> Part of me felt like I need to change my prayer life. It needs to be different. If you ever, if you know the books, uh, the book of Psalms, and you see David, the poet, I always looked at it. I always thought he was, it's so fascinating to see, see David pray, especially when he, he, in the book of, if you saw any of his books he wrote, how he cries out to the Lord, how much he just pours his life out to, to, to God. And his, you just see a soul that just, melts and just is so vulnerable to the Lord. Then I, and that makes me look at my life as like, man, I want to be like that as well. And then I look at Jesus. Man, Jesus, he knew how to pray. He knew how to do things differently. And so for your first point, Jesus shows us how to pray, and prayer is for us. So that's my first point. And so what I mean by that, prayer is a communication to the one we love, and that's God. And so, so if you if you ever moved to the dorms when you when you first moved to the dorms or moved on 
to live on, on your own, you know, got your first apartment, became an adult, technically, you're like, so, okay, cred, uh, I, don't, I don't have any laundry, or I don't have any clothes, so I got to do laundry. And this, for like me, my first time being out alone, I'm like, uh, okay, uh, what, do I, what soap do I need to use? What, what is what? Is this, is, this, is this what I need to use? I was like, oh, man, you know what? Get this good old cell phone, call my mom. Hey, mom, I need your help. And so it's like, or sometimes we, or do, or sometimes we have a rough day or a rough time. We just had a rough day that we just need to call our best friend and like, hey, I just, I just want you to just listen. Just listen. I just need to vent. That's all. You just be my listener. Or for some of those, those couples out here who have their significant others, you just want to call that person, the one you, you, the one you care about, and just, you just want to hear their voice. That's all, that's all it is. You just, I just want to hear your voice. And <laughs> but that's just, that's just the same way as, as we, pray, or we, we pray to Jesus. That's, how, that's the way we communicate with the Lord. Sometimes we need something, uh, we need something uh, to help us. We, need real, we, we have real situations that we face. I'm not going to lie. I was going through some tough times before, when, before I came to my walk with Christ. My parents were going through a divorce. My dad passed away. And I was like, man, I wish I knew what prayer was back then. I wish I knew what, what talking to God meant. But part of it, just, I, was, I, was just in, I was just broken and in pain just from this situation. And it wasn't, it wasn't easy, especially like not knowing who God was. But as I grew deeper, as, well, I guess when I started coming to college and when I first plugged in, I got connected to, to Kyle and everything, and I just began, that's where I began having a Devo life. I began to have a, a prayer life, and part of it, the situation where I was like, man, I never realized this, but God has always been hearing my cries. You know, he, he knew I was hurt, hurting, I was in pain, I was dealing with the situation. He knew I was crying out to him, that real, me not realizing I was just praying to God. That's pretty much what prayer is, it's crying out to the Lord. In those times of, of difficulties. And so, our, our crying is as a form of prayer. Only God can hear and comfort us through those times. God, God wants us to be honest with him. He, he can do through, through everything that we deal with. God, God is big enough to handle it. And so, we pray. We have good prayers. We have bad prayers. We have ugly prayers. And everything in between. But the mercy and grace that especially that God shows us is as we, we continue to pray. But prayer goes further than we think. So I got a, uh, a book I've been reading, Leonard Ravenhill. And so what he says is prayer does not condition God. Prayer conditions us. Prayer does not win God to our own view. It reveals God's view to us. And so I don't know if you were here last week, and I love this quote because Scargins kind of preached over the talents and the fat kid uh, last week. If you were here, if you, had, if you didn't get to listen to it, listen to it. I, I recommend it. But um, part of what Scargan says is, like, you got to understand God's heart. And if you, don't, if you haven't feared God's heart yet, you haven't been, you've been praying too small. You haven't prayed further than yourself. What does that even mean? You, ha- you can't allow your prayer life to be centered, focused on, on you all the time. Okay, so... Uh, so if you know the story about Jesus going 
fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. And so if you don't know, I recommend you to read it. It's Matthew 4. I don't have it up. But uh, he goes into the wilderness, and he begins to uh, be tempted by the, the enemy. And just he begins, he, but the reason he goes out there, he, he, and he, this is before all the miracles, all the ministry, before he starts the ministry. And uh, he, I, I just know he, he's just asking, like, Lord, who are the disciples? Who do you want, the, which man do you want me to go look for? These men who are going to change the world and willing to do it. And, uh, and you, you see, I just see a picture of how him, 40 days and 40 nights seems long just to, to seek out just 12 men. And, uh, and I just see that the God, Jesus had more than just the generation or for that time for discipleship or looking for the, the, the disciples. I feel like Jesus was praying for a generation to come. He was praying for, uh, for like Paul and Paul to Timothy even to now, like our life, your life group leader, Jesus was praying for you all already, for us to be disciples, to be disciple makers. And so what I believe was, uh, I believe Jesus was praying for you, and this brings up my next point. Praying is for others. Praying is an action that takes a lot of work. And so I love this quote by Ian Bounds. Spiritual work is taxing work, and men are loath to do it. Praying, true praying, costs an outlay of serious attention of time, which flesh and blood do not relish. So you're probably like, Nestor, what do you mean pray for others? I want, I want, but I want my blessings. But here's the thing about blessings. You, 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 want, to ask, you want God to give you blessings, but the thing is, God blesses you so you can bless others, not for yourself. And so, maybe you don't realize this. Maybe you have someone at school, a coworker, or just someone that, who just nags or bugs you or just picks on you or just even a bully. And so, lost my place. But so we tend to be, so we, we're, we're, we're a creature of habit of complaining to others, or just talking about other, uh, talking about other, uh, talking about them, about with others. But God didn't create us to be like that. We're not we're not meant to be people of of gossip. And so, so like me, like <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to get in trouble again. But like, if you have a boss like, like mine, who's a jerk, you know, who fired me like ten times already. But, uh, <laughs> but. But the Lord didn't set, set us up to be like that. And he told us to love one another, to honor, and to show mercy and grace where you were shown the same way. And so I remember Andrew Youngblood. He was here actually last week. And so he came to teach our LTC class, so it's our leadership training. And he was just talking about uh, why, do we, why do we become uh, have the, the nature to, to pray about someone and complain to God, gossip about them, in our prayer, like, I was like, man, why do we do that? Why do we complain to God and gossip and talk about them and never? And that part of that is like, man, we don't realize it. That person's never going to change if we're just complaining about them. And so what he, he, he brought up the part is like, how about you just pray for blessings over them? But you're like, why should I pray, pray blessings over them? They don't deserve it. They're mean. Lord, come on now. Why, why should I pray, pray blessings over them? 
But God is like, well, you're like, uh, I deserve the blessing, God. But Jesus is like, no, you don't. You, you, you've been, you're mean, you're a jerk too. You're the same way. So you're like, oh man, that's true. But God, God just shows us his mercy. And so it's, it's so interesting how we become a creature of the habit of complaining about others and never allowing our hearts to be softened for others. So, but, um, so part of the blessing is that, or part of praying for others is that we begin to see our heart or begin to see the Lord move in their hearts, but also what the Lord does is soften our hearts for others. So, so here's, here's an interesting story because I, I was looking at it and many of you know this, it's about Barabbas. Uh, Jesus was in the garden and he was dealing with his disciples and you know, if you know the story, they're, they're over there falling asleep. They're, they couldn't hang with Jesus in prayer. He was probably praying for like an hour every single moment. And, but they're, they were just falling asleep every single time. And if you read what God was, or Jesus was asking God, is like, Lord, what is your will? And, let, and I want to know your will, and let me, I will be I'm willing to do what it is. And so, and this is interesting because it goes to the point where Jesus gets arrested. And uh, he's taken to uh, Pontius Pilate. I can't, I just butcher his name. But, uh, and, and, and if you know Pilate, Pilate's like, I don't want to do, I don't want to deal with this. This is, I feel like this man is innocent. I don't think he's done anything wrong. And, uh, but the chief, the priest was like, no, we want him uh, arrested. We want him crucified. We don't want him in, in our, in our town. And so, so Pilate th- throws a curveball. Since it's your festival holiday, I will allow a prisoner to be set free, either Jesus or Barabbas. So if you don't know Barabbas, Barabbas is the guy who everyone knows in prison. Everyone knows what he's done. He has this long rap sheet, and you're like, if you, were, if you saw it, you're like, man, I think that guy needs to stay there. I don't think he needs to be in society anymore. And so it's just like, and the people were like, no, we want Barabbas free. And everyone was like, or... The pilot's like, uh, you really, you really, I'm giving you an option right now. An innocent man or a man who's willing to kill someone over a loaf of bread. Which, which one do you want? And everyone wants Barabbas. And this is one thing that blows my mind. If you never, if I, I, I want you to read it. Because it's like, it, it's, it's super crazy and amazing at the same time. But you, you see a picture of the gospel. You see Jesus who st- who's not even saying any, anything at the time. He's just, you know, letting Pilate and the, and the priest argue over the situation. Jesus is like, just, you know, all right, I'm just be here. Y'all can argue. Y'all can uh, figure things out. But Jesus, this is, you, you see a picture of Jesus just willing to do something greater than any other man has done. So Barabbas is the guy, if Jesus wasn't, it wasn't taken to be crucified. Barabbas was going to be the guy who was going to be meeting with the, 12, the, the two thieves on the cross. So it would have been the two thieves and Barabbas. But instead, Jesus is the one that steps in, doesn't say a word like, okay, here, I got this. I'll, I'm going to carry your burden, Barabbas. You don't even know it, but I'm going to set you free. Not just free, free from death. And so it, it blows my mind how Jesus is like, I'm willing to step in. I'm not going to say a word. I just, I th- you're more important. I've been praying for this for, for a long time. Jesus is there praying and setting 
the picture for us, the illustration that <clears throat> that we we should be that he says the example that we need to be when it comes to praying for others. Jesus carries the burdens, a heart that fights, and a heart for others than himself. This is a this is just a great picture of how Jesus shows us his love, and how he's just a great example. And like, so I'm pretty much preaching over Raven Hill and Ian Bounds right now because. I love what they say. So this is one thing he says is, no no man is greater than his prayer life. The pastor who is not praying is playing. The people who are not praying are straying. We we have many organizers, but few agonizers. Many players and payers. Few payers, prayers, sorry. Many singers, few clingers. Lots of pastors, few wrestlers, many fears, few tears, much fashion little passion, many interferers, few interferers, many writers, but few fighters. Failing here, we fail everywhere. And it just blows my mind how he just puts that together. And, and here's another part that I want to read. We have, we have not yet resisted unto blood and prayer. Say, nay, we do not even get a sweat on our soul. As Luther put it, we pray it with, we pray with a take it or leave it, attitude. We pray a chance prayer. We offer what, um, that which cost us nothing. We have not even, strong, not even strong desires. We rather are fitful, moody, spasmodic. Sorry. The only power that God yields is that our prayer. We will write about prayer power, but not fight while in prayer. Sometimes I, when, I, when, I, when I read these books, and especially these are ODG, dead guys, who just, who's been through it all, who, who, just been, who write these books for a reason. And that for us to, to see something change in their, during their time, it, doesn't mean, it means things can still change in our time. It doesn't, don't, no matter where we're at, but are we willing to be praying? Are, 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 will, are, is our soul willing to be sweating to the point where we're praying for others so hard that that person, we're, especially the freshmen who are coming in to next year, or this year, sorry, are we willing to pray right now for those guys? And are we, are we pouring, our, pouring out our sweat and tears? And are we fighting, are we catching the vision of Jesus right now? Like, hey, those freshmen are coming. Some of them are broken. Some of them are hurting. And this is what Jesus told us to do. Like, you not see what Jesus, he carried across instead of Barabbas. And he, he laid his life down. And so, you got to understand the heart of God. In our time of prayer, or Devo, time you have alone with God has to start now. Scargan said this last, a couple weeks ago uh, about the freshmen. Are we, are we willing to wait, or are we going to do it now? Where's our heart at? Where, where is our passion for those people who are coming in? Not just the freshmen, but the co-workers, are we praying for them now? Are we, are we seeking our fellow students right now in summer school or in school? You know, no matter where we're at, are we seeking those guys now? Because that's, <clears throat> for a reason, this, this was laid on my heart. I, I was just, just trying to sleep one night, and just the Lord just kept pushing, like, who are you praying for right now? Who are you inviting? Who, the Lord's like, I'm going to put a, a name in your, in your soul that you're going to be begging to, uh, to seek that person out? Are you willing to go look for that person? 
And this, this, was, this has been a couple of days that the Lord was pushing on my heart. I was like, I couldn't sleep because there, there was a need of prayer. There was a need for me to, to seek out and write a name onto my journal. And yet, I, I, the Lord hasn't put a name on, my, on, my, on, on the journal yet, but for me, my heart still cries out. I was like, okay, Lord, I want you to pour out, put the name, and continue. Like, I don't know who it is. And that's how Jesus was, like, when, when he fasted for 40 days. He didn't, he, he didn't get his answer right away. But he continued to pray for those days. And he got his disciples that he loved. <clears throat> how much are you willing to fight for people who need Jesus? Are, are we willing to go, going to be, or are we, are we going to be like Jesus and care, carry the cross for someone who, who just, who needs it? And this, who was in the same way? Because we were in the same way as well. We're, we, had, we had the same mercy and grace. And so, and are, we, are we willing to give him a new life like Jesus gave Barabbas? Are we, willing to pray, be, are we willing to be prayer warriors and fight for people and move away from little prayers? <clears throat> are we willing to make big prayers that the God can are our prayers just too small, or are we willing to see the, God, the vision that God has given us? Bigger dreams, bigger, bigger things that God has given us that are more greater than just seeking our own pleasures and our own blessings. Yeah. <clears throat> that's the thing that's going, that's going to be able to move mountains. Jesus t- said he, if you pray hard enough, you can move mountains. Those mountains are sometimes in our hearts. And our hearts can, can change as well. The heart that has been hurt and broken, the beginning, they can begin to heal. They become new. We begin, we begin to love one another because of our actions. And so, I was reading this verse, uh, if you, Proverbs. I love what it says. It, it just excites me how... I never read, I read this probably so many times and just never caught it, but Proverbs uh, 3.27 says, Do not withhold good from those to whom it is due, when it is your power to do it. I was like, man, it's kind of like what Scroggins says, like, we have talents, we have gifts. We have opportunities to do what God has called us to do. We have the good things in our, in our possessions. But have we, have we forsaken our prayer life? It is our power. To, as it is, it is our power to pray and pray for people. And it, it is good for us to be praying for others. It is good to be praying for those who are lost, those who are broken, those who need Jesus to come into their lives. And so, as I continue, I got another quote from Ian Bounds. It just blows my mind. What the church needs today is not more machinery or better, not new organizations. Or more, or and novel methods, but men whom the Holy Ghost can use, men of prayer, men mighty in prayer. The Holy Ghost does not flow through methods, but through men. He does not come on machinery, but on men. He does not anoint plans, but men, men of prayer. And that's what God wants. He wants to use us. He, we're, this is the reason prayer is the communication. It is two-sided. It's not just one 
God listens to our prayers. God listens to us. But at the same time, we, we, try to, we need to receive his words. We need to understand what his heart, his heart cries for. And like Jesus, his heart, cried, his heart cried out for Barabbas. Even though Barabbas was just like, I don't care, I'm free, you know. But his actions, he didn't know what the actions of Jesus were. But after, I'm pretty sure after a while, he's like, man, uh, I'm not dying today. And so it's like, Barabbas, you're, you're, you're a lucky man right now. You're, you were chosen over an innocent man. And uh, your rap sheet tells you you need to be on death row. But... Jesus is like, nah, I, I got you covered. And this kind of goes to my last point, point three. And it's the simplest one, but important. Prayer is praising God. And if you don't realize, like, the little things that you've been praying for, even if it's for that person that you, you've been praying for, like, man, Lord, but this person has been bugging me. I don't know, but I need, I need to pray for this person. I don't want to get mad. I don't want to throw my fist into his ear. And just, I just, oh, Lord, I need your help. But, Lord, all right, Lord, I'm going to do, do this differently. You know, you're going to pray for this person. And the next day you just realize, whoa, this person is acting different with me. And you never notice that little, that little thing that the Lord was, was trying to help you. You're like, okay, I heard your prayer. I want to work with him. But you need to continue to be praying for him, that person, no matter what. Your heart's going to be heavy for that person continually. Not just, not just one, but continually and, and so on and so on. And this kind of brings up like, it, it, helps, surrender, it helps a surrendered heart and a, and a heart of gratitude and a thankful heart. And that presents just you being able to praise God, to honor the Lord in the little things, even in the big things. And so sometimes... We forget because we have been asking the wrong things, talking to him about our problems. For me, sometimes I know I've complained. I've been um, just complaining about people. I've been just going through a lot of things right now. And it's just like sometimes, like especially like the airport, that's when I was just wanted to hit someone with a van. But uh, it's just like it just kind of reminded me what the Lord would just, just you need to surrender. You need to just lift up your hands. And just pray and just thank the Lord that you're here, you're, you're still alive, thankfully, that you didn't hit anyone. You know, the Lord was like, you know, just calm down and just relax and just, you're here. There's nothing to worry about. There's this, this little thing you're worried about, it's not a big thing. We continue, if we make the little things uh, be a pain, they're going to be the big things later on. And so when, that, when the Lord just kind of spoke to me, I was like, Okay, I need to settle down. I need to get in my moment of prayer and not forget what the Lord is trying to speak to me. Like, me being, just changing my heart around, like, okay, all right, God, I'm just going to lift up my hands and just worship you. And that's part of what prayer is. It's, it's part of worship. And, and so, uh, sometimes, and, and, this is sometimes, for me, I know sometimes it's really hard. Maybe for others. Um, oh, man. Ha- have you ever been in a quiet room by yourself? Yes? Okay. Kind of like right now. No. But it, it's sometimes so hard, like, to be alone in a, in a quiet spot 
and you're like, okay, I want noises. I want things that just to, just, you want noise to just affect you. But the Lord is like, all right, hey, man, you need, you need to be silent. You need, you just need to listen to me. And I'm trying to speak to you right now. Your heart is just chaos. But you, your, your, your mind, your, your mouth, is just zip it, man. God, Jesus is like, you just need to cut it off. I'm try- I want to speak to you. I want to speak to you deeply just because he cares for you. He wants to speak value. He wants to speak honor. He wants to speak so much things into your life that sometimes we never uh, let him uh, we never We never let him do. And so, <clears throat> and here, here's, what, here's the thing. This is a summer crowd. Some of us, we have, we have, we're in the right place. We have our friends. We're, we're around the right people. But we, we have never looked at our prayer life and thought, okay, my prayer life is not really that good right now. My prayer life, <clears throat> it can be powerful. But, and so even, it is so important that our Devo life begins to uh, take little steps. Like, for me, I've been enjoying reading books. Uh, especially one thing that we all need to do, not just once or twice, but at least every month, reading the gospel. If you don't know the gospel it is, it's Mark or Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And if you, if you don't know who's in it, Jesus is in it. And that's the important thing to know who Jesus is. And that's where we get to see his heart. We get to see who he is. That's, that's the reason where, when I looked at the story of Barabbas, like, that just blew my mind. Like, when you don't realize what Jesus is doing and what steps he's doing just to see someone's uh, value, we, we always forget that <clears throat> we got to know who Jesus is. Like Scroggins says that last week, we got to know the master. We got to know who God is. And if our heart doesn't cry for that, we're never going to cry for others. We're, we're always going to be so focused on ourselves that people are going to pass by and Jesus is like, but I wanted that person in my life. And so, <clears throat> and this is, this is your first time even hearing this. It's a new, if you never even knew what prayer is, it's a, it's a, begin, it's a time to begin, to begin asking questions. It's okay to ask Jesus questions like, oh, we're asking God, like, I don't even know what prayer is, but I want to, I want to talk to you. And I, if you never realize this, like for me, I was talking to Heath, and it's like, there's always something, a, a different religion. If you're whatever Hindu, whatever, like, there's always a part, part of you which is like, man, Lord, or... Whatever God they're serving is like there, there's a there's there's a mindset that goes towards I need I need your help I need you and even people who don't even like atheists like who 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 do they go to it's like but there is a part of their, their subconsciously they want to go to somewhere and seek an answer have an answer and for us we're 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 so blessed to have to to where we're go able to go in our prayer life we can ask questions we can ask the one that who lives. And it's still alive, Jesus. We can continue. We can ask questions that maybe we're just afraid of. But Jesus, he, he wants you to come to him and ask. Like, <clears throat> he's there. He's alive. And if, maybe you, because maybe you're like Barabbas. You didn't realize Jesus has been fighting for you already. And he took the burdens that you can't handle. Jesus rescued you from death. 